Eagle looking great. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome. No, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. I just can't get through the whole thing. <clears throat> welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. My name is Anthony. In space. In space. This is the third entry in Horror in Space. Our replacement for Spocktober. Spocktober. <laughs> Which um, is our replacement for, what was it? What was the one? Spook? Double Spooktober or something uh, like that? I don't, I don't know, know if we had a name for it. The year I, I, I've told the story before. I worked at a dealership once where they, they, the 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 uh, October sales event was Shocktober. Shocktober. Yeah. And I was just in the background of one of the infomercials throwing up the shocker Yeah, the whole time uh, in a luchador mask. So if you find that, let me know. Uh, but here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys, besides doing weird hand signals, we watch and review science fiction and science fiction adjacent visual entertainment media. Typically of the straight-to-stream variety. However, we went back to the past. Back all the way to May 25th, 1979 for the seminal science fiction horror film. Probably the very first of the genre. Um, at least one that's actually a horror film, not just <laughs> space, not just scary space. I mean, uh, like, by, by modern standards, <laughs> maybe. Sure, sure. Uh, but we'll talk about that here in just a second. How are you doing, my friend? I am fantastic. Excellent. Uh, you know, we're right in the middle of this this horror binge, and uh, you know, we started off strong, and then we've kind of, kind of, the the horror bits have kind of died down as we've gone. Think, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to um, the next few movies being even scarier. Oh, this one didn't scare you? No. Well, that's fair. I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about I mean, it. Like, <laughs> I was gonna, I was, I was leaving it open for you to say something. Uh, uh, no, I mean, no, it, no. It, it scared me. I think the first time I ever watched it. By the way, sure. you watched the. 1979, I already mentioned it, film Alien. Alien. Alien is a 1979 science fiction horror film directed by Wrigley. Wrigley. Uh, that's not <laughs> right. Ridley Scott and written by Dan O'Bannon. Great name. Yeah. Um, Returning to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys yeah, podcast. O'Bannon. Big man. Big, big O'Fan. I'm a big fan of the O'Bannon. There you go. Um, there you go. So this movie scared me when I first watched it all the way back in... 19... 1979. No, 19, like 1998, 1999. I watched mm. it. Um, so you're like a young teenager? Yeah. Uh, sure. This is, uh, I mentioned it probably, like I said, the first true horror film mm. in space. We literally just watched Planet of the Vampires last yeah. week. Yeah. And that, and the only part that was scary about it is that we had to watch it. <laughs> uh, but um, let's just kind of, sure. we'll just give a brief history lesson. Oh. Uh, Alien kickstarted. Uh, so many different things. Like yeah. I said, it invented a genre pretty much on its own. Not to mention, it's also a great horror film and a great science fiction film on the merits. It's starry. It's got a bunch of stars, big names, small names, people that you may recognize. A couple of that guy or two. Yeah. Um, it created an entire franchise. That's from one scratch. way of saying John Hurt. <laughs> Well, I was going to say Yafit Kodo. Oh, yes, uh, that too. That too. Uh, big Yafit Kodo fan here. Actually, like, really, um, anytime I see him on screen, I'm like, hey, hey, it's a guy from that James Bond, the really racist James Bond movie. Uh, <laughs> Wait, which James Bond movie is that? The one where he's in New Orleans. The ones where he's racist? Okay, got yeah, it. Uh, yeah. With all the the the, <laughs> the hoodoo and voodoo. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, inspired a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. a bunch of artists, a bunch of filmmakers. Um, like I said, it kickstarted its own franchise. 
aliens, you know, it gave us James Cameron, his ability to add a, a single letter to another movie, that famous story of him walking into the pitch I'm meeting, s- just writing an S at the end of it. I'm, uh, I'm still waiting for avatars. <laughs> I'm real upset. <laughs> um, but yeah, so alien we uh, it's taken a, a while for us to get around to this one as far as i'm aware this was your first viewing of it right yes okay. i saw it for the first time yesterday okay before i get to that let's get some facts out of the way facts as it me. stands today on imdb it is sitting at 8.5 out of 10 stars uh with 920,000 ratings um the blurb The crew of a commercial spacecraft encounters a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. Uh, Over on Rotten Tomatoes, this thing is sitting at 98% fresh with a 94% audience score. Might be the most most highly rated thing on Rotten Tomatoes we've ever watched. Uh, The critics' consensus, a modern classic. Alien blends science fiction, horror, and bleak poetry into a seamless whole. Um, and apparently they don't believe in the Oxford comma. Uh, <laughs> over on Metacritic, is sitting at an 89, universal acclaim, and a 9.0 user score, also universal acclaim. And let's round it out with Letterboxd, 4.3 out of 5 stars. So what does that come to? 8.6. Roughly, yeah. Uh, a little bit of a longer uh, blurb here. I'm going to read this. Uh, <laughs> the tagline, in space, no one can hear you scream. So so good. So good. <laughs> uh, during return to the Earth, commercial spaceship Nostromo intercepts a distress signal from a distant planet. When a three-member team of the crew discovers a chamber containing thousands of eggs on the planet, a creature inside one of the eggs attacks an explorer. The entire crew is unaware of the impending nightmare set to descend upon them when the alien parasite planted inside its unfortunate host is birthed. That gives away a bit of the goat, I think. That's a bit much, but that's what everyone else thought about it. Uh, and that's that's a great shot of Ripley there, Sir Journey Weaver. That's uh, that's great. Like I said, I saw this for the first time yesterday, so uh, I'm way late to the party. It's been one of those movies that's it's been on my list to watch. You're like, oh yeah, I want to watch all the Alien movies, uh, even the bad ones, just to say I've seen them. And I just never get around to it for lots of reasons. Not anything against the movie, just just didn't get around to it. So I'm really glad that this was finally the excuse to watch it. Uh, and it is a fantastic science fiction flick. It is scary if you've never seen anything like it before, but I've seen so many things that are inspired by it yep. that uh, I think it, you know, and there's so many scenes that are, like, they're just spoiled for you out the, out the go, right? Like, you know, this is going to happen and then, and you know that that's going to happen because you understand like the mythos. Cause I've, I've been in, in and around science fiction my entire life. And even if I miss this, I know how it goes. Right. right. And so it, it wasn't as scary, I think as it, as they intended for it to be, but they didn't make it any less entertaining. Very entertaining. So many tropes that I can see other movies after it, like take, take on or parody or just outright steal. The acting is fantastic. Like they, they, the look of the sets and the way that the people are conducting themselves and their interactions are very, very interesting. I think um, Ridley Scott did a really good job of getting the the crew or the the actors to interact in very particular ways. I I mean, I think everyone is going to say that Sojourney Weaver's uh, performance was like a standout. 
you know, a, a female lead in a horror sci-fi flick um, being a badass, more or less. Uh, I, I, I personally, I thought John Hurt killed it. I mean, he, not that he's in the movie, not that he's in the movie for very, very long. Uh, but I, I, I like John Hurt, or like his, I like his work, I should say. And so it, uh, it was cool to see him uh, in such a so young in a role there, uh, and really, really bring it. It's very interesting. I've already brought it up, and it's very interesting that we just watched like the last two movies we watched. We watched Event Horizon, which is obviously influenced by Alien in a lot of ways. And we just watched Planet of the Vampires from 1965, which obviously influenced Alien <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, we kind of watched these out of order, honestly. Um, but I'm kind of glad we did. We kind of get to see the legacy, the kind of pr- the proto-Alien, and then we get to see the real deal, right? Um, and, and to go even further back, we reviewed Dark Star, um, I think earlier this year. Uh, which is a movie, the first movie written by Dan O'Bannon, uh, directed by John Carpenter, which is a comedy. It, it, I would almost call it like a, like a comedy version of Alien. It, it does a lot of the same things. The people interact with each other, interact with each other in a lot of the same ways, but for comedic effect. And it was a bit of a flop. It didn't do very well. And he comes back, and we talked about this on the Dark Star Review. He comes back and writes a script for Star Beast. He's like, oh, if I can't make him laugh, maybe I can make him scream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and comes back with uh, what eventually became Alien, working with a partner. You know, my favorite Dan O'Bannon quote about Alien. Hmm. This is a direct quote. One thing that people are all disturbed about is sex. I said, that's how I'm going to attack the audience. I'm yeah. going to attack them sexually. And I'm not going after the women in the audience. I'm going to attack the men. I'm going to put every image I can think of to make the men in the audience cross their legs. <laughs> and I mean, it's there's a lot yeah. of like, I'm not going to say it because it it's possible they might trigger a few people, which, you know, we're not out here to do that. But there he has said a lot of things about this movie, and there's a lot of stuff in it that could you you could consider... Like just the way that the alien interacts with humans, a lot of the, uh, especially in the second and third movie, uh, <laughs> um, it's just there's a lot of really weird. Uh, well, I when I say weird, there's there's a there's a lot of triggering stuff that that he intentionally put in the movie. So yeah, um, Dan O'Bannon, crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, so, I think that I think that that's. We can we can talk about that if you like. Like it's a very interesting approach to horror and to making people uncomfortable. He's wanting to get that that reaction from people, and I, from what I understand, a lot of it's actually toned down from the earlier versions of the script because you know it has to get funded in order to yeah. get made. Yeah, it's <laughs> it true. has to release in a lot of markets where a lot of things just aren't going to fly. But yeah, crazy crazy is a great great way of putting it. I think that. If you're like me and you haven't seen this movie, you should you should watch this movie. It's not as scary as you think, mostly because I think it everything since then has tried to up the ante. So if you watch anything more recent, it's it is what it is. If you're, it, it does have uh, besides the maybe not quite overt sexual themes. There's a lot of claustrophobia. Obviously, yeah. you're on a spaceship, you can't it's get big, out. That's very tense. Very tense. Like very. A... I would almost call it more suspense than I would horror. Well, maybe at this point, yeah. Like, yeah. It, like if you by modern standards, yeah. Like if if you're showing this to an 18 year old for the very first time who's never seen a horror movie, they might get scared. I don't yeah. know. 18 at four, 14, yeah. Um, but um, it's really sure. hard. <laughs> oh, sorry, 17. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
well, unless they're your kid and you feel that you're comfortable sharing with them, it's something parental, that might parental guidance, that legal might, guardian, you know, screw them up for the rest of their life. Feel free, parents. We're not out here telling you what to do. Uh, but definitely at this point, far more suspense. Like the, mm-hmm. and I think part of that is that for a slasher movie, spoilers in three, two, one, the most violence you get almost doesn't involve any blood. There's there's one particular scene, and if you want to if you want to spoil the movie for parts of it for people, oh, let's do it. Yeah, they, um, like, like at when, this point, please go watch the movie. If, like, if you're fine with spoilers, then stick around. But when when they find out Ash isn't a human, oh yeah, like that's the most violent part, and like there's hardly any blood. I mean, I think the, like the the weirdest part is when he shoves the rolled up magazine down Ripley's throat, trying to yeah. suffocate her. Which I'm like, I think he was trying to do that to wait, make it to where like. It, they, there were no like l- the marks Markings. around her neck or whatever. Right. But sure. like when the alien kills people, like with the exception of the very end, you don't see any real human carnage. Like it's just, yeah. they get taken away and then you never see them again. Maybe that's part of the reason why it's not as quote unquote scary is because like there's a couple of jump scares. Sure. But for the most part, it, it's, you're right. It's definitely a suspense thriller at this point. Because well, everything think, has yeah. escalated, right? Well, not only that, but even, yeah, I suppose. But it's scary, it's creepy, it's tense. I feel like if they had shown a bit more of the violence, and I think that the problem with showing a bit more of the violence or a bit more of the gore, you would also show more of the alien. And I know they were trying to show less of the xenomorph, like as little as possible. So I don't know how you would do it. I know that there's a director's cut or a dvd with a bunch of deleted scenes or maybe both out there so maybe that's something that i might be interested in watching just to see i don't know ridley scott and director's cuts don't exactly have the the best track record in my mind uh, but maybe that would be worth uh checking out uh, in addition to uh having seen this movie uh, after so so after, in addition to seeing the sequels to this movie um which i know are <laughs> very different you said you saw this for the first time in the 90s like were you scared back then like do you remember like like, how would you compare it to other horror movies you'd saw as a, well, as a kid? Because I hadn't, um, because like my mom isn't necessarily down mm-hmm. with horror movies. Like, I, I think she enjoys a decent action flick here or there. We watched The Long Kiss Goodnight when I was like 15 or 16, and that's mm. a very graphic movie. Um, yeah. and she was totally cool with it. We're just like sitting on the floor while Samuel L. Jackson's like tied up naked in a basement. And I'm like, what is happening? okay sure whatever like you know gina davis with all those teeth and no gums she's just murdering everybody but it's cool whatever but no she was never really down with scary movies my dad isn't the biggest scary movie fan either sure oh both my parents don't Uh, that's why i don't watch horrors because they don't watch they didn't watch horrors i was way behind on all and uh, so as i got as i hung out with other people Mm -hmm. like my age you know 15 16 17 going over to people's houses you know, scary movie nights for Halloween and, and the month of October. That's when I saw this. I think it was at a friend's house. And uh, no, I was scared. I like, because like I said, I hadn't really seen a whole lot. And then we watched one of the Jason movies. And I was like, oh, so this is what a scary movie actually is. <laughs> okay, cool. Because he stabs a dude through the neck with a harpoon. Right. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I didn't, like, I didn't watch a lot of horror movies until I was in my mid to late 20s. And by then, you know, the classics, sure. um, 
you know, it, like, I, I think I talked about it last week. I watched the original Dracula mm. um, in mm-hmm. theaters, um, not when it came out, but recently. But I remember watching that on VHS. Chris the Immortal. Um, yeah. Uh, but like all the Freddy movies. Sure. You know, Wes Craven's oh, okay. new nightmare. A lot of people call them the Freddy movies and the Jason movies. And that's, yeah. not, that's Nightma- not their Nightmare names. on yeah. Elm Street and yeah, Friday yeah. the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I knew what you meant. So did everyone else. It's, my point is that um, maybe those films were poorly named. If everyone's just going to call them something else, maybe you should just go with it. Okay. I, I uh, do not have a one-star review for this movie. Like, we're not going to get into that bit because I just, they all say the same thing. They all talk about the movie being slow, boring. Nothing happens for it for a very long time. It's a lot of setup. You hard, there's hardly any special effects. You hardly ever get to see the alien. Basically, they're all complaining about what the movie is, which is exactly yeah. what it is. It's a slow suspense sci-fi film set in 1979. And I think you know Ridley Scott wanted no one to like. He, he wanted to make sure that the alien didn't look like a dude in a rubber suit. Which is which is spoiler there, which is what it was. <laughs> um, so he shows it at weird angles. He shows it in you know only in pieces. You never see it like head on that type yeah. of thing. And extreme close ups, yeah, yeah, extreme close ups. Uh, lots of um, like the scene with like the water falling through in a spaceship. Like that's an, that's cool. Whatever. Uh, sure. Makes yeah. Sense in to the me. in the cargo bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of movement. So it's hiding the effect of the, the rubber suit uh, even more so. I think, I don't agree this is what the one-star reviewers. I, I think the movie, yeah, it has a very deliberate pace. And if you go into it thinking it's going to be an action horror flick, well, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, and anyone would tell you you're wrong and you got to change your expectations. But at the same time, I think maybe he did it a little too too much or a little showed a little too little, like a little overkill in his wanting to hide the alien and make it more mysterious, that type of thing. Because I would agree that it would have been much more interesting to see more of the alien, not like a whole picture of it or it standing there, but just more of it, more of the gore. And I've read through a ton of the trivia and a lot of what the deleted scenes are and that type of thing. And some of it, I'm like, yeah, that could have worked. And other things I'm like, yeah, I get why they cut that. Uh, At the end, we had a two hour long movie. uh, So it is, it is what it is. I do. Sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, like, those one-star reviews complaining about how it's slow, doesn't show much of the alien, like, it's kind of what makes it great, mm. right? Like, right. it's, um, we know, like, who Dracula is because he's in, like, he's on the title screen, right? right. Like, we, we know who Dracula is because we know Bela Lugosi is, but, like, when sure. you, that, when that moment when Kane dies on the, like, dining room table or whatever, when he has that fit, and that little chestburster pops out like that's probably the most you really see of the alien for 40 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you get that one shot of him in the, in the vents with Dallas. But other than that, like you, you spend your entire time, like dealing with the aftermath with the survivors, like every, every single person that is there, like you're, you're experiencing the story through their eyes. And I think like, yeah, I get it that, in 2023 that might be difficult might be considered quote-unquote boring for certain people but if you look at it from the perspective of what the movie is sure like well i think it makes sense to me that you would not want to show too much of the alien i would agree i agree with the the intent i i think that part of that is on it kind of reminds me of the the one-star review we read for uh 1990s 
or 1990, yeah, ni- the movie released in 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in which is like the guy was uh, saying, oh, we're being gaslit and to think this is a good movie and like complaining about the things that we all like about the movie. Yeah. I mean, part of that is that like everyone says this movie is amazing. Everyone loves Alien. It is, I mean, it's, we, we saw the critic and user reviews as we talked about it. We're saying good things about it. So when you're told, oh yeah, it's this awesome horror movie in space and this is some kid in the, aughts or more recent and we're like yeah this is this amazing horror film and they're used to seeing whatever is in the theater right now yeah this is probably boring yeah like it's not hitting that scare factor often enough as a slow burn though i love it yeah. um so i think it's i think it's part of it's just societal expectations the, the zeitgeist if you will kind of doing them dirty uh but but that's why i didn't pick out a particular one because there are so many of them they all said the same thing and I just wanted to get, I want to get your perspective, I guess, in general of how you would feel about it. I personally wouldn't have, I appreciate the slow pace. It actually does remind me a lot of Planet of the Vampires in that regard. Not just because of the aliens of the giants <laughs> or the, the the bones of the giant aliens. Yeah, the yeah. navigators, whatever they're called. The, uh, the space jockeys or something like yeah, that. Yeah, space jockeys. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but also in just its pacing. Like it feels like an older film uh, in its pacing. I, I think my only real complaint about this movie is I couldn't understand a thing anyone was saying, uh, especially when, like when when they were talking over the radio to each other, and then they would reply like they could hear it. And I just I just was any anytime they put distortion on the voices, I was gonna have a real hard time uh, following along. Um, I had to EQ it a little differently to like be able to hear what was happening. I don't know if that was on purpose. I mean, I know it was on purpose when they were on the rock or on the the planet and they're walking off in their spacesuits and. Even Ash is having a hard time understanding them. Uh, but when they're on the ship talking to one another, it didn't didn't really make sense to me. I was like, we, we should be able to hear what's happening. Well, I'd like to talk about some of the actors. I would love to talk about some of the actors. Obviously, if you want like, to get up first. We can do Sigourney Weaver here in a minute, but I already mentioned Yafit Kodo. Mm-hmm. Uh, great career. Probably not as one as good as it should have been. But yeah, he was Mr. Big slash Kananga on Live and Let Die. Did a bunch of stuff like I think right up until 2014, where he was a voice of Parker in the Alien Isolation video game. Which oh, that's was cool. really cool. That's nifty. Uh, but just kind of like his career just never really took off. But he had a successful one, I'd say, for an actor. Ian Holm, Bilbo Baggins. Uh, I remember like watching Lord of the Rings for the first time, and I was like, oh, oh shit, that's Ash from Alien. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Harry Dean Stanton, famous that guy. You know, he was, you know, he was in the Avengers. Yeah, he had uh, that one scene in the Avengers <laughs> that everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, big time actor. Tom Skerritt. Oh, sorry. Two hundred. Before we move on, 207 okay. acting credits. When you say big time actor, I mean, the guy oh, yeah. is a working actor. Yeah. The last, last thing came out in 2020, so he's still doing it. But Tom Skerritt, probably my favorite actor from the movie. Um, oh. He's Viper in Top Gun. He's in Contact. Yeah, uh, Dave, he plays a character named David Drumlin, uh, but just had a really interesting career. Uh, came back for Alien Isolation as well as Captain Dallas. Oh, that's uh, cool. You talked about John Hurt, famous John Hurt. R.I.P. Yeah, The Elephant Man. That's an interesting yeah. movie. Uh, it's probably yeah. not one for the sci-fi wise guys, but if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. <laughs> You think your life sucks for any reason. You should watch the <laughs> elephant, man. I mean, seriously. Um, wow. But uh, Ver- Veronica Cartwright, who played Lambert, been in a bunch of stuff. 
very famous horror actress, the birds, the eaches of the witches of Eastwick invasion of the body snatchers. Just those are big highlights. She just, yeah. she's got three things in pre-production or in production right now. Yeah. So up three upcoming acting gigs. But yeah, so I mean, I, I think for the most part, I think you say Yafit Koto is probably the least successful actor from this movie. What is um, success? If he's working and doing what he likes, that's yeah. success, well, right? I, like, like, I just yeah. mean, like, sure. all these all these actors have a big-time role, right? Yeah. Like, Tom yeah. Skerritt was in Top Gun, and he was in Contact. Sigourney Weaver is the Aliens franchise. Sure. Um, John Hurt, you know, 1984. What, um, they don't bring back Vendetta. any of the other actors to the, the other Alien movies? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Ian Holmes, Bilbo Baggins, but, like, Yafit Koto yeah. is... Mr. Big from Live and Let Die hmm. and Par- and Parker from Alien. So Sure. Yeah. So the Alien was played by an actor named Balaji Badejo. And His I apologize if I'm butchering that. Um yeah. but yeah, that's interesting. He was uh I can't remember where they found him. I, I read the whole story about it, but he's like seven foot tall and super lanky. And they were like, perfect. All right, we'll use this guy. And then uh they had him do all sorts of like he, he did Tai Chi and like learn how to mime so he could get his motions correct. And then was really happy to be part of it from what it could tell. And then never did anything else. Yeah. They found so, him drinking at a Soho bar. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh no, he died from sickle cell anemia. That sucks. That mm. sucks. There is, there was one other like stunt man who was also in a suit for some of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, should probably get billed as well, but whatever. Eddie Powell was uncredited as Alien. Mm-hmm. And he has also stunts. Yeah. He was in Willow. Oh. Aliens. Like the, like the, like the good Willow or the Prince bad Willow? Prince of Thieves, Legend. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, dude had a career. I uh, do. I, I think we could wax poetic about a lot of these actors and a lot of the influence. I mean, we don't, we're not going to talk about Ridley Scott. Uh, I think if you know, you know. If you don't, go look it up yourself. Uh, we've talked about Dan O'Bannon before. I don't know if we need to, uh, I mean, he's done a lot. <laughs> um, what I want to ask you about is, is this came up in, this comes up a lot, actually. This came up in Event Horizon and this came up in 3022. Why in the hell are they lighting fires on their spaceships? Second question, Chris, just think about that. But the follow-up question, let's pretend that it's perfectly safe. And there's no harm, right? Why are they getting to situations where the ship is broke down? And Event Horizon, they were like, we got 20 hours of oxygen left. And he's like, well, it lights a cigarette. And I'm like, what yeah. are you doing, right? <laughs> and this movie, like, why? Like, I get maybe it's it's the 70s. It's cool, right? But like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, Christopher. Help me understand. Fire is awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's, okay. it's, it's, no, okay. it's really what it is. It's just like, yeah. Um, fire is a primal force of humanity, right? It's the thing that m- differentiated us from the apes mm-hmm. was our ability to manipulate our surroundings and, and, and brave the cold and go out in the night and not be afraid anymore. So w- I can't explain why they smoke cigarettes. Okay. Right? I just can't do that one. That's a stylistic choice. It never makes any sense, but sure. like, the you, the, uh, the idea imagine, that go go ahead. Sorry, no. Could you just imagine like any alien on a Star Trek episode, like visiting the Enterprise, and he's getting shown around by Riker and Troy, and he's just like, 
oh, this is 10 forward is awesome. And he just pulls out a cigarette <laughs> and starts smoking one. Like, what do you think their reaction would be? Like, Tashi R would be like, hey, man, drugs are bad. Okay. Drugs are bad. Uh, no, but like, um, no, the, she's, uh, she's dead. <laughs> uh, no, but like the the idea that like this aliens hunting them, mm-hmm. like it, it 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 just takes us back to the most basic part of human survival, which is to not die from the animal, right? Like when we're sure. when we were huddled around in the cave, and there was a fire crackling at the center, and unga bunga thok, and and whatever you know the rest of the cavemen names were, uh, they would pick up a torch and go out into the night. Sure. And that's the reason why they weren't killed by the hyenas or the tigers or the lions or the saber-toothed tigers or whatever, right? That's what yeah. kept us alive. And so, Who, like... That's, uh, we have Prometheus to thank for that, if, I, if that's yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah, thanks, thanks. He was actually just an episode of uh, Supernatural. Oh, was he? oh wow. Yeah. Spoilers for that show. Uh, <laughs> Well, but, uh, wasn't from, it was just I was trying to make an alien reference and and a joke yeah. at the same time. There but, you go. Um, but uh, you took it even further. Just the the primal feeling and something that we can all relate to as humans is using fire to drive away. Sure. The 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 hunters that doesn't know. explain cigarillos in space. No, it, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it, you can't. You just can't explain it, right? Like it doesn't. It's just. I I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's it's literally just a stylistic choice. You know, yeah. that, and, and part of it, like for, I think like things like event horizon is it's supposed to like kind of show, like, I think a lot of movies that like hinge on a lot of science fiction, like space sci-fi from the seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah. Like you're still trying to channel that, like that World War two Viet- mm. Vietnam war aesthetic yeah. where you got these guys, the, the, a band of brothers where smoking was all the rage. So these writers and these directors their parents smoked in living rooms they heard stories about it you know commercials were all over the place so it's just it's literally just i think them pulling the artistic like inspiration which is why you don't really see you know without getting too far into it but that's why you really don't see smoking now in a lot of movies it's just that it's less a part of our society yeah but i guess i guess i just i understand why people smoke you know i get that no matter how bad it is for you, it'll forever look cool. Eh. It's still and smell it's cool. Still, no, it does not. No, I didn't doesn't. say that. Uh, but, but at the same time, you're in space. There's a limited supply. <laughs> right. Yeah. Again, but it's. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's just but to show I, that the characters are. But you're right. In the case of the Horizon and, and maybe thirty twenty two, they're trying to in, invoke that that older well look that vibe, if you will. Of things like Alien, you know, and I love Mr. Suits, but I don't know if I compare him to Ridley Scott. Uh, it's just that's unfortunate. I Man, know, he's, but he's not even as good as Tony Scott. <laughs> Shout out, Tony. R.I.P. Jeez, uh, are you doing John Suits dirty? Amen. Um, look, look when he when he can make Top Gun, Days of Thunder, <laughs> The Last Boy Scout, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, The Fan, Spy Game, Man on Fire, Unstoppable, and The Taking of Hell. One, two, three. Maybe jo- maybe Johnny's got he a spot. He can't make those movies because they've already been made. No, I'm just saying make movies as good as those. Oh, sure. <laughs> did we watch it, Taking a Pelham One Two Three together? I feel like we yes. did. Yeah, like in in somebody's bedroom. It sounds weird when you say it like that, <laughs> like that, but the answer to that question I think is yes. Yeah, <laughs> I said it the way I said it. 
I don't want to do it around here. Yeah, the worst movie that Tony Scott made is probably Beverly Hills Cop 3. Hmm. And that's worst, better. And that's better than the best John Suits movies. <laughs> I don't know about that. That feels like a bit much. That feels like a bit. Breach was okay. I'm sorry. Be, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Uh, uh, <laughs> point still right. stands. Uh, uh, so, did you have besides the people smoking cigarettes? Did you have an idiot of the movie? And like the easy <laughs> option here is whoever gave ash those orders <laughs> right but that they're kind of but they're they're the corporation they're whomever the, the whale and right? yutani corp yeah so out of, out of the crew i think it's difficult to assign an idiot outright because like mm-hmm. it, it part of the like part of the thing that makes horror movies quote-unquote scary is a lot of it is human story right sure. like um for example when ash overrides the door lock and lets Kane on the ship. That's when it. That's when it hits the fan, right? Oh yeah. But Ash is working under orders. Yeah. So like it, it's it's in, and he's, he's a robot. He it, can't defy yeah. those orders. So I think that like my idiot of the movie might be Lambert, but at the same time it might be Parker because when they are confronted by the alien, mm-hmm. he just doesn't shoot it because because right. he, he he's telling Lambert get out of the way and she's so frozen in fear. And she can't get past it that he does. He jumps at it, which is, you know, I know he's trying to be the hero. He's trying to save his friend, save his companion. But go ahead and feel free to edit this out. I'd let that mother burn. (laughs) (laughs) I'd let that thing on fire. And if Lambert happened to suffer some third degree burns because of it. Hey, we got a med bay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm I get where his mind is at. I, I don't know where her mind is at, and hopefully I never will. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna necessarily judge her for that. I'm gonna say that Ripley is the idiot of the movie. Oh, interesting. A zag. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. This is more of a zig than a zag, but okay. they've split up into two teams. They're trying to find the alien. It's still smaller, or they think it's still smaller. They find Jones instead, or the Jonesy Jones, the cat. They find the cat. Jones instead. the cat. Yeah, they find the cat instead. And Brett lets the cat escape and they're like, Oh, we don't let the cat escape because now it's going to set off our sensors again. Like we need to capture it. And then he, uh, Parker tells him, go get the cat. And Ripley's like, yeah, go get the cat and then catch up with us. Like, no, the whole point of y'all going in teams <laughs> is so that y'all can't get picked off. And Ripley second or third in command in the third ship. Third in command. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but definitely in command of their little three man group is like punishment go offer yourself up to the alien in the next room. That's it's a fair point. And like, that was, I think the dumbest decision made by anyone in the movie, because a lot of people are like following orders. They don't understand the full impact of what's happening, but now they know, right now they know that this thing is going the popped out of cane. It has acid for blood, almost just like almost poking a hole through the whole ship. And we're just going to send you off on your own. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then to a slightly lesser extent, she leaves the shuttle to go get the cat. And I get it. I do. I mean, I've had pets. I 100% understand. But but there's a limit. And the limit for the cat or the dog or the turtle is way lower than the limit for myself or like other people that are with me. I mean, I... Yeah, it's controversial to, to, to say that you'd let your beloved animal die. It is. But here's the deal. At the end of the day... That animal's gonna die anyways. Well, we're all gonna die. 
Well, no, no, hear me out on this one, right? Okay. Like in the zombie apocalypse, like uh-huh. I, I was watching um some I was watching some movie with Elizabeth, and it was one where the zombies. Uh, no, 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 it was zombie apocalypse. Uh, what's the movie with the what's what's his face from the office? Jim from the office. Hush, no, not hush. Quiet place. Yeah, the quiet place, right? And and um, like any noise attracts these freaking aliens that come and kill you. Sure. My dog would get me killed instantly. instantly. Yeah. And so, like, it is it outside of the realm of possibility that I would just let my beloved dog die? Oh, you your know? dog in particular? I yeah. Think you'd have to kill it. Like maybe. Like, um, <laughs> that dog. Like I love your I, dog. I, I love Dex. Great she's, dog. She's a great dog, but she barks at anything that moves, and she would get me killed within minutes. A leaf so, and a breeze. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's guilt, right? And I would, sure. I would and I would carry that guilt Absolutely. for a long time because I would be alive. And I guess <laughs> she also. That's that's very fair. I guess that she also had time, right? Because she got she was getting she got everything started to get ready. She had time, but she's still like leaving safety you know sure it's it's a lot and that's why i said to a lesser extent i still think sending brett off to die was the biggest mistake anyone made up to that point in the movie and that's why she gets my vote for idiot of the film that's fair still the hero yeah i mean sure i'm looking uh, forward to watching aliens maybe the person who made the self-destruct sequence as complicated as possible but i think there's a reason why there's definitely a reason why (laughs) self-destruct sequences are as complicated as possible yeah no absolutely um can we talk about what in the heck the alien was doing at the end of the movie i think it's I've supposed read, to be like what it's supposed to be doing but it yeah. doesn't come across very well it's just chilling it's just hanging out yeah 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 i don't know yeah <laughs> i've read that like in early scripts or like early versions of it that it it only lives for a few days and so it's basically old and dying like it's just because how it gets so big so quickly um, they were also supposed to find a couple of like I think Dallas and Brett as eggs. There was that scene was in a, in the script, maybe even filmed. I'm not sure. And so it was originally supposed to be like a quick life cycle, and so it's just lethargic essentially. I don't know. There's a lot of fan interpretations for it, but I didn't know what your interpretation was for it because it, to me, I was just kind of like, what is happening? My interpretation is that because um, like I think they even talk about it, like changes in the environment could affect it and slow it down. Mm. So I think like while the shift is while the the Nostromo is going through its self destruct process, like sure. there's fire, electricity, steam, and noise. life supports probably experiencing some sort of complications and issues, and it's just like you know it's hardy, but you know it's sure. it's being affected. So I mean and that's what I got, and it was okay. it, it was it got onto the ship because it was going to enter its hibernation cycle. Um, yeah, which I. It, is the aliens smart enough to come to the conclusion that it should it should get on the shuttle? I think um, the shuttle is just quieter and less less going well, on, l- right? Like, like, but yeah, it's not smart enough to like. Is it smart enough to know the self self destruct sequence? Question A. Question B. Is it smart enough to know that Ripley was going to get her off or get it off the Nostromo? Question B. Question C. Why was Ripley making a bunch of noise while she was turning off, like while she was disabling the airlock? You know, she's trying to calm herself. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but you know, yeah. that's it's 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 a weird ending. Uh, yeah. It's probably the only part of the movie that really doesn't make any sense is what the alien is doing. But that's that's a byproduct of editing. Maybe so. if it had been obvious that it was like sleeping or something, that yeah. might have made more sense. But it uh, it wasn't. 
it dying the way it did was pretty cool, actually. So like like that little bit is a bit odd, but then it's actual like demise. Awesome. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Like maybe they could have thrown a line in there where she, when she like when she gets on the shuttle, she's like, "Ooh, it's cold in here. I guess the life support isn't working or something." Well, but then they couldn't have have her undressed to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> It's like really the weirdest part of any movie I'd see. Like, yeah, for a lo- it's like, just so it's super weird. Those aren't even practical. Though, like, <laughs> her 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 undergarments are extremely impractical. Unnecessary. So first, I was like, why why is she doing? I I figured she's undressing to get into hypersleep or hibernation or whatever they're calling yeah. it, right? But like, what she's wearing doesn't make any sense. And I'm assuming from a little bit from what I've read and a little bit my own conjecture that it's because of from earlier versions of the film or the script where there are more sexual overtones, she's about to be attacked. And so it's trying to make her more vulnerable, but it just comes across as kind of weird and yeah. out of place. It's creepy. Um, actually, the only thing I could really find about directly talking about that scene was James Cameron talking about how much he hated it. <laughs> it's because like, it's yeah. dumb. That's, like, there's one no of the few things James that, yeah. Cameron's ever said that I've agreed with. <laughs> really yeah. you never agreed with any of his points on submersible piloting mm, i've never really you know I've, i'm not well versed so i've never really uh read about it i especially hated it when he said i want to make 17 more avatar movies whenever he said that i was like oh man mm, no no the dude made one of my favorite movies of all time i give him a lot of pass sure so, sure well, um, well let me take that back he's made we, do we really want to get into? Maybe we should do it. We should review aliens at some point. Well, I was talking about the abyss, right? Sure, uh, but I, I actually thought you were. I figured you were talking about something completely different. But that's T two. You're talking about the abyss. Yeah, I assumed you were talking about T <laughs> two. Well, that's why um, I started. That's why I started counting. I was like, he's made a lot of movies that I really like. Now that I think yeah. about it, but no, we should uh, we should watch aliens at some point for the podcast. Yeah, could be a lot of fun. Yeah, True Lies, um, Terminator, Terminator Two, The Abyss. Titanic, eh. and I really like the first Avatar movie. I think it's yeah. a great sci- sci-fi flick. I've never seen it. Piranha Two: The Spawning. It's pretty good. Did he? He wrote screenplay. He wrote the screenplay for First Blood Part Two. I did not know that. Interesting. Interesting. I wish I could filter out all the video games based on his stuff from his IMDb page. We should watch his mm-hmm. um, sci uh, short film Xenogenesis. His very first one that could be fun. Yeah. When we do another, when we do another short film, we'll be doing. We'll probably end up do doing one right after horror and space month. I like to spread those out. So that that's a uh, maybe we'll throw that in there. It could be fun. Yeah. Uh, overall, uh, great flick. Do recommend. Definitely influential. It's very. It has a very interesting position in the sci-fi in the history of science fiction media yeah. and movies. So I, I, I'm very glad to have finally seen it. And I would recommend watching it and some of the other movies we've mentioned, like Dark Star and Planet of the Vampires, just to see kind of where it's coming from. Um, and then, of course, there's there's a litany of things that follow it. Um, if you have suggestions for other things we should watch outside of Horror and Space Month, uh, you can email us, scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. We're also on all the social medias at scifiwiseguys. Just look for our logo. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, and uh, don't let the science officer override the third in command's order to not violate quarantine. Follow quarantine procedure at all times. Yes. Wear a mask. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.
nothing like I expected. <laughs> I really did expect more horror. Like activate. I was like, okay, it's gonna be scary. Yeah. Like psyching myself up, especially after Event yeah. Horizon. Yeah, I, th I think if this movie was made in 2020, oh sure, like it would be a much more horror film. Well, and that's and that's I, the thing is like I think in 2020 they would have made the alien 100% CGI. We'd have seen a ton of it. So would it have been scary? Would it have not? Like it would have still needed like the care taken that Ridley Scott and I, we didn't even talk about what is his name HG HG Geiger. Yeah, who designed like the alien and everything. Like it was the the designer for the sets and stuff. Amazing work. Amazing. I mean, his artwork I think uh, speaks for itself. The guy's awesome. 